Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, it is Thursday morning and you know what that means. We bring back Jonathan Twomley to talk about uh, what's going on in the world. How you doing, sir? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. We always got to start Thursdays, uh, I guess, with new unemployment claims. And um, one number doesn't make a trend yet, but uh, it's uh, today's number was not good. Yeah, so we're up by more than 100,000 new claims over last week. So we're up to 1.4 million. Yeah. This is the first increase since March. So basically we had the peak in March and it's been trending downward ever since for new claims. Yeah. And now uh, for the first time it's going in the other direction. So the, I, I mean, listen, I think this could be a trend because it's not, uh, it's not just a sudden uh, up to uptick. It follows last week where it was basically flat from the week before, which right. showed a bottoming out. And we know what's going on in the Southern States and in California mm-hmm. where cases are just, spiking and the, and the reopenings in the Northeast that where they've handled the coronavirus better arguably are not enough to offset the new claims, yeah. the new shutdowns happening elsewhere. So, uh, you know, this is not good news, obviously. Um, if there is any kind of silver lining in the numbers, it's that the continuing claims are down. True. Uh, so that would suggest if you kind of net it out that there's net, job it's hard to call it creation more people are going back to work absorption maybe yeah i mean more people are going back to work right uh than are getting terminated or getting laid off yeah um so which is which is good but um it's again it's not it's not like new job creation in a hot economy this is just people being allowed to go back to work yeah this is unfortunately the I was hoping we wouldn't get here, right? I was hoping the trend would continue and we'd finally break the 1 million mark. I mean, to think we're 18 weeks into this and we're still seven figures every gosh darn week is, I don't know, disappointing. But to see that reversal and then to see what else is going on, right? We have a lot of companies that are just giving up. They tried to hold on. For example, Win Resorts just today. Right? I did they, it really. Yeah, they paid $250 million over the last 78 days to keep 15,000 people employed. Um, this today, they, they came out, actually it was yesterday, I read it this morning. Um, they're going to be issuing uh, layoffs this week yeah. and they're going to be shutting midweek operations. And, you know, we had Nike just the other day come out and say they're going to restructure and layoff. And again, uh, you know, I was a manager in tech for a long time and it's a very human resource driven thing. And uh, now we have a report that says 53% of tech workers, right where I live, are nervous about being laid off in the next six months. It's that second order, you know, when you drop a pebble in a pond, it's, it's coming. Yeah. And unfortunately, it can be bigger and it's going to be higher in jobs. These are the people that are being laid off that the extra fed, federal bonus doesn't help them, right? Yeah. Their, their mortgage is so big or whatever. This is, this is going to hurt, I think. Yeah, well, first of all, I like to say like, like, well, you know, kudos to Wynn Resorts for trying to keep all those people on the payroll for all this time. Yeah, I think that's good I point. Think that's, that's commendable. It's too bad that that they they have essentially run out of money and can't do it any further. Mm-hmm. I guess they were taking, you know, they they uh, believe that the coronavirus could be tamed 
quickly and they could write it out and they didn't want to lose those, you know, you don't want to lose your human research. You don't want to lose that human capital. Right. So they wanted to keep those people on board so they could start up quickly. Now what they're, I guess they've decided is like, we don't know when there's no end in sight. And we're, we're, if we restart, we're just going to have to restart from skeleton crew and build up. Yeah. We got to survive at this point. Right. Yeah. Rehiring, retraining everything. So uh, that's, you know, it's, that's certainly bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of stimulus, I, I don't know if you saw what where this is headed now, but we finally have, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've known all along that the, the Democratic kind of bargaining position for second stimulus is keep it where it is. Yeah. And I'm talking about the unemployment benefits. Yep, um, I'm, I'm aware. Through, through the end of the year, uh, the Republicans have finally come out and said something about it, which was a hundred bucks extra a week. So now we have. Oh, actually, hold on. Did you actually? There was actually a change just this morning. Secretary Mnuchin tweaked that a little bit. He he oh, now dude. says seventy percent of last wage. So it's well. So the thing is, though, that this is there's no Republican position on this yet ah, because okay. because the administration and the Senate are fighting with each other. They're yes. not in agreement. Hmm. So the Senate position is either. One hundred or two hundred dollars a week. I've seen both. Yes, but the I've most recent one I saw, the most recent one I saw was one hundred, and that was from uh, you know from Mitch McConnell, McConnell himself. Yep. Yep. So uh, so that's their that's where they're staking out their yep. ground. So which means that you know most likely it's going to be cut down the middle, so around three hundred. But it's not going to be it, it ain't going to be six hundred again. And if it's yep. not six hundred again, and whether it's capped at seventy percent of prior wages, whether there's, I mean, I've, I've seen them talking about, uh, it'll be different depending on the state. If you live in a, in a high benefit state, you'll get more, in mm. a low benefit state, you get less So the theory being, it reflects the cost of living somehow. Right? Ah. So, um, so the, but, but still not, you know, the Republican hard position is we don't want to disincentivize people from going back to work. Correct. So we don't want anybody making more money than they were making when they were working. And yeah. so that's, that's their, I don't think they'll compromise that position. Agreed. So uh, what, whatever the case, the case is, go, here's the, the definitive answer is it ain't going to be 600 bucks a week. Correct. Right. And so uh, that is going to impact everything. It's going to impact, it's going to impact consumer spending. It's going to impact the ability to pay rent. And yes, on top of, and that's, you know, for our conversation, that is the most important I agree. piece, it, piece it, of this. Dramatically. Yeah. And for, you know, for your, uh, for your tenant base that has no uh, savings to speak of, and now they're not working. And if they're only collecting unemployment because they can't go back to work, uh, they're going to be making less money than they were when they were employed. And that's going to impact their ability to pay. And uh, on top of that, you know, it's already the 23rd of July. There's no, there's not even a, Senate bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not even a bill yet. Yeah. Uh, so, and they, they all go on vacation August 7th. So oh, that's Jesus. the drop dead deadline for, uh, for them to do something. So I suspect something will get done by then, but uh, there's going to be a gap. So people are not going to get paid. It's going to take state states are now having to, uh, as of next week, they will all unwind the $600 uh bonus yep that's and then whatever is passed they will have to reprogram all the computers at some point in the future that will take several weeks yep. to happen uh, and you have some states 
noticeably Washington and Nevada, that still haven't paid people their unemployment benefits in the first place. Oh my gosh. For the last several months because they have antiquated systems and small staffs and they have not been able to process oh, these applications. So I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. And there's other states that are having some, some issues as well. Uh, people can't get through to claim their benefits. So it, it, you know, if you think about it, you know, the, as we've talked before, the peak unemployment, new, new filing unemployment claims ever before this was, you know, 650,000 or so mm-hmm. we've had, we're still more than double that. Yeah. Or, Right. And, yeah, we are. And, and so states just can't keep up. Now, mm. like for instance, in New York, I was been surprised by how smoothly it's gone here. Um, but in some states it, it's, it just hasn't. So we, what we can count on is more is just more dislocation from whatever happens before things get back up to speed again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but less money being pumped through the system. Now that depending on, how you feel about government debt and government spending, either this is a good thing or a bad thing, but you put that aside uh, in terms of just the direct impact on rental housing. If people have less money, they're going to pay less rent. And uh, so that's why, that's why the, the, uh, the national, um, you know, real estate lobbying groups have been lobbying like crazy mm-hmm. to keep, the additional stimulus money, the additional unemployment money flowing yeah. because they know where this goes if you start cutting these benefits from people. And, you know, I guess the, the argument there is probably something along the lines of, we hate it when the government spends money, but if it's going to spend money, we want it to spend money on us. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> which I think is pretty much the position of everybody, of every business. <laughs> every lobby. Yeah. yeah. We don't want, we don't want you spending money on anybody else, but, but please spend money on us. <laughs> that's uh, fair. So <laughs> that's good. Um, the, uh, so, but it, it's, and, and with eviction moratoriums mm-hmm. uh, expiring in a lot of places, pretty soon um, yeah. unless they're extended. I know Massachusetts just extended theirs, but um, listen, I've been, I've been saying this for a while. I, I see a lot of people commenting like in my group about they're upset about these eviction moratoriums and, and I'm, I'm, I always look at it a little bit like, yeah, but who's, where's the long line of people behind them? Yeah. Uh, to, you know, you can keep these people out, but like, I, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't January when right. if, you, if you evicted somebody, you had somebody waiting to get that apartment. Like I, yeah. this is now a different times. So yeah, you'll get them out. Uh, and then you're going to have to go spend a bunch of money on a yeah. turn. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're going to be able to rent it. Who knows? But probably if people are having their benefits cut and the other thing too, is, I mean, if they, if they're unemployed, right. Like, I don't know of anybody's, um, you know, who knows, maybe people out there when they are taking applications saying, Oh, you're getting 600 bucks a week from the government. That's good enough for me. <laughs> but I think mo- the way, the way that most, uh, you know, maybe. that most approval systems work is, Hey, show me your pay stub mm-hmm. and oh, no pay so. stub. Oh, no pay stub. Oh, sorry. I'm not renting to you. Yeah. So I don't know, really understand where with, you know, unemployment that's this high, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, either 11% or 21%, depending on how they're counting. Yeah. Um, like where all these renters are supposedly going to come from to fill in these vacant apartments. So anyway, that's my rant. I think a lot of people are just so, they're so kind of like, like 
pay me my rent or get out, which I'm mm-hmm. totally understandable, right? I mean, normal circumstances, that's how you, yeah. that's how you feel. Um, but uh, right now, yeah, pay my rent or get out. Yeah, okay, but then what? So it's... Yeah, I, had, I was a landlord. So the worst time to be a landlord until now for me was actually 2007. And that was because everybody was leaving and moving into a house because of that stupid lending environment, right? I actually had to do months of months of rent and free month rent and half deposits and all of that stuff. And um, where I was going with this is, yeah, you actually had to make calls. Sometimes you wouldn't evict, right? You would, cause you didn't want the, you didn't want half the units vacant. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So there were business decisions sometimes, you know what, we'll start that eviction next month. Um, but yeah, it, 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 being a landlord in a, in a tough economy is hard, especially in a, 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 an apartment building where everybody's on top of each other, right? If you have space yeah. in an environment like today, that is better. Space is good even in apartments. Garden-style apartments are better than vertical apartments uh, today. Uh, but one thing I know we talked about briefly before we hit record was um, transaction volume in the commercial space was down. So you read something there. I thought we could talk about that. Oh yeah, I mean transaction volume is just has just plummeted, right? So compared to the same time last year, down seventy percent. Oh my god! Across the board, this is for commercial property, right? Yep. So not for not for single family homes, which are going the other direction. Yeah, but, they're going the other um, way. But for for any kind of commercial property, and that includes apartment buildings. Yes. Seventy uh, percent drop in volume, and you know the reason for this is what you might expect: sellers don't want to list their, you know, don't want to put properties on the market right now because they know they're going to have to take a haircut and all the buyers are looking for a big haircut. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there are some things coming through the pipeline that were already in the pipeline. Uh, some of those things are getting retraded for, you know, for small discounts, uh, five to 10%, mm-hmm. but uh, really volume is down because everybody basically knows what the score is and, and, they don't like it for one mm. reason or another, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, there's been this idea floating around that there's this enormous amount of dry powder on the sidelines, and this is going to somehow keep prices high. I think what you see right now just gives the lie to that because I think sellers, frankly, if you told them, hey, I could guarantee you only having to take a 10% discount off peak pricing I think a lot of sellers out there would jump on that because at, even at 10%, they've made a lot of money, assuming that they bought, you know, four or five years ago, right? Yeah. Maybe if they were buying it to, to flip it, they bought it last year, then mm. they're, they're, they maybe they're not in the money at that price. But if at, at uh, you know, anybody who's held it for a number of years would still make a substantial profit mm-hmm. at even at a 10% discount off, uh, off peak pricing because because there was a big run up in prices at the very beginning of this year, right? Sure, so you yeah. kind of be back to 2019 prices, which a lot of people were happy to pay. Um, and so, or, and happy to sell it. Mm-hmm. The issue with this, like, you know, supposed huge amount of cap. I mean, there is, there's no doubt that there's a huge amount of capital on the sidelines. The idea that this is going to prop up prices though, uh, obviously 10% discounts, are not enough for that money to jump into the market. That's not what that money was looking for. No, that money was on the sidelines in 2019 and 2018, <laughs> and lot and some some of it in 2017 when prices were substantially lower yes. than they they were at the peak, uh, because they felt it was overpriced and they thought 
something was coming where they were going to be able to buy distress. So that money is waiting for real distressed prices. They're not mm -hmm. waiting for 10% discounts. It's not, it's not interesting to that money, right? They're mm -hmm. looking to make outsized returns and you know, their overall return, even adjusted for time, when they buy things at a substantial discount, makes it worthwhile to have all that money on the sidelines for years. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's where this is going. You're not gonna, those people are not in the business of losing money. If they think that, the, that there is more, that the, there is a further decline to happen in property values or in rent collections or whatever, they're gonna continue to sit on the sidelines, A, because they think the discounts will be bigger if they wait, B, because if they buy now, they know they're, they're buying into a falling market. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to see that money come off the sidelines until there are real bargains available. It's going to have to fall that far. Mm -hmm. Now I've heard, uh, you know, real estate talking heads speculate that 20% is the number, but I don't, I don't buy that number. And the reason that I don't buy that number is because those talking heads are always overly optimistic, right? right? They're always going to underestimate the the decline and and potentially overestimate the upside but they they always under and you see you saw this the last time around michael i'm sure you remember this that yeah. you know there were people in the midst of the crash yeah saying some people were saying there is no crash it's it's all it's not really i mean i don't know what their argument was but essentially like oh no like the data is wrong <laughs> or or it's gonna it's it's almost it's bottomed out and, yeah. and, and oh, it's always on, bottomed out. Yeah. It's I always that. bottomed out. And like you would see the national apartment, you know, the national association of realtors, like every time they said anything was always, it's bottoming out now, you know, our, our, our expectation for the future is price rises, you know, starting yeah. next quarter. And it, and like every quarter they said, Oh, it's bottoming out. And they, and eventually they were right. Cause it eventually bottomed out, but they <laughs> said it was bottoming out every single time. Yeah. So I, 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 I really, I'm skeptical about this. And the longer that this coronavirus goes on and the longer that we have, you know, the more states we have reclosing, yep. the greater discount expectation I think you're going to see. And if Congress doesn't pass an, another big stimulus bill, then I think you're really going to see the vultures getting oh, God, ready yeah. because, yeah. I mean, but not spending yet because they're no. going to say, they're going to say, look, I mean, these, these people are not going to be paying rent there's a lot of property that's going to go into foreclosure mm -hmm. and that's, or into some kind of workout or we can do short sales or whatever, uh, or we can buy, or we can buy the paper at a discount, whatever it is. Yeah. That's the opportunity they're waiting for. And I think, you know, if you see, yeah, let's, let's play that. Let me noodle that a little uh, bit because let's just say, let's just say for, again, I don't, neither of us think this is going to happen, but let's say they decide not, no stimulus. We're done. Nothing's going to happen. So that's, so that starts August 1st, right? Yeah, we're in July, August. Mm -hmm. So now tenants stop paying, so they don't pay. Probably they probably pay August because they got their July check. So that doesn't start till September. You know, you you don't get September rent. Blah blah blah. Pay me, pay me, pay me. Don't get October rent. Now you're probably talking to your bank, trying to get a forbearance or something. But you know, if you just play this out, nothing of material retrades probably till March or April of next year, right? Yeah, I would think so. It's going to take a while for this to work just, through the, through the system. And yeah, I think exactly. there'll be a lot of, there'll be, a, you know, first of all, the first reaction will be, well, it's going to get better soon. Right? Yeah. That's, everyone's going to say, it'll yeah, be better. Hold on. Yeah. You hold on. Don't worry. Like we'll be, 
back up to normal soon. Uh, and we'll, that, that'll be the first reaction. Nobody will kind of capitulate right away, but I think you'll see through, uh, you know, th- through the fall and, and, and winter, uh, more and yeah. more businesses just throwing in the towel because they, or they have to go into some kind of workout with their lender or whatever it is because they, yep. they're just not collecting the rent. And, right. and I think for a lot of properties that were bought and the real risk is to the properties that were bought at the peak because they, you know, p- properties that bought earlier on have more cushion, uh, but they properties that were bought at the peak at, with peak pricing, peak debt loads, and, and essentially, you know, their underwriting to justify those prices had to assume that <laughs> the, the good news was going to go on for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, and those are going to be the, the ones that get hit. Uh, the hardest and that, that's the case in every cycle right that's always yeah. that's always the way it works yeah so. the other thing going back to your point is you know again i invested in the last cycle and bought a lot of stuff um what i remember is i remember the better stuff retrading or actually going into escrow around 35 percent discount to mm. the peak is what i saw in my market right. and then the stuff that was more like c-class it got as low as 50% mm. of peak pricing. And we did several deals, many deals at that level. Um, so yeah, you're, talk, go ahead. you're talking about, about single family rentals, right? No, both. No, I was talking oh, about apartments. Oh, no, oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I was buying multi, again, small apartments, right? The biggest right. thing we own is 20 units, but still I was looking all the time, the nicer stuff in the, in what we call the North side of town, it was retrading at about 35% discount nice yeah. stuff that I couldn't afford, right? You know, hundreds of millions of dollars or tens of millions anyway. Um, but then the C-class stuff kind of in the city were trading at 50% ultimately. Uh, we bought lots of apartments at that price. Yeah. So that, that could come, could come again. Yeah, it could, I, and, and look, I mean, unemployment was like 11% nationally. I don't know what it was like in your area there. Uh, when well, it was, yeah, I think nationally it was 10, I think it peaked at 9.9, right? Or 10.1 or something like that, maybe. No, like, it, was a little, it was a little higher than that. It was all, yeah. like 10, 10, 10.7 or almost 11. Yeah, let's call it 11. Yeah. Yeah, it um, Fresno was not uh, not crushed last time. Um, I mean, but yeah, it was it wasn't horrible. I mean, I don't have a comparison yet to today because it's kind of all this fake economy stuff. But um, but that that's just a thought about where stuff retraded last time. Yeah, I mean, look, and you have you know one thing I think people should understand is like they complain about places like California and New York because taxes are high yeah. or Massachusetts or whatever. But frankly, those economies and they're a lot more resilient than a lot of other places where yeah, more levers uh, to pull for sure. Yeah, I mean, in the more diversified economies. Yep. And I saw like you know, obviously, I, I invest in the Carolinas, um, and I like those markets for a lot of reasons. But I think they they have more risk in in some ways in sort of like your major metropolitan areas because unemployment stayed very high for a very long time in both those states. Yeah. And I think because they just didn't have the same kind of diversification um, of diversification of employment and yeah. the the kinds of uh, you know that and obviously it's, it's location specific because yeah. you know what happens in like research triangle is different than what happens For in sure. like you know a rural part of North Carolina, right? So that's yeah. those are also different uh, different yeah. scenarios. But you know you have to you have to there's always a trade-off, right? There's no perfect market. There, no. Are, there are markets that, sure. that are, are good in some ways and bad in other ways. And, and, and the opposite is true too. So 
so, so I, I just think the advice is like never get carried away by thinking that a market can't lose or that, yeah. you know, just because you like the politics of the area that makes it a better place to invest. Like yeah. That's not, it's not, no. those things can help, but they're not, it's not like a guarantee. So oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I thought we should talk about is, is it's, and it goes back to a previous discussion we had is you're actually looking at doing something different perhaps for the next six to 12 to 18 months. You want to, you want to talk about that? Yeah, no, I mean, there's like, I got some other, some, some, some new ideas in the hopper, which are kind of a uh, new thing for me. So a couple of, one thing is that I'm actually looking at a, in upstate New York. And that's not, that's not an area I would typically look at because of uh, the, the restrict, you know, all of the restrictions in New York and plus uh, upstate New York has got population decline going on. So normally Mm. I would not even touch something like that, but looking at just, you know, there, some stuff we've distressed enough can be good in any market. Right. So, so, I'm looking at, I'm actually going up to look at a deal next week uh, that is a, a, a major rehab deal that, that could work. And it also has a component of potentially ground up development, hmm. which for the specific market uh, could, could work. So I'm going up to investigate. Another thing that I'm thinking about, because simply I'm, I'm just looking myself to buy a second home upstate. Uh, I've just in talking with brokers up there, have realized that because of coronavirus and people wanting to have more space and, and buy second homes, uh, there's parts of New York that where you can't buy a house right now right. for, you know, that things are f- flying off the shelves, literally, you know, spending one or two days on market. Uh, they're getting asking or over for, uh, for sales prices. And, um, the interesting thing though, is that everybody wants turnkey stuff, right? right? So this is definitely a second home market. This is not people who are looking to do a fixer upper that they're, you know, they want their escape from New York city and they want it now. And they want it to be ready the minute that they want to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. And so that presents an opportunity for fix and flips because yep. there's a lot of stuff on the market that's in bad shape. Yeah. And, uh, and people want turnkeys. So that's obviously there's a Delta there. So if you can buy it cheaply enough, do your renovations cheaply enough and then turn it around uh, as a turnkey, it's going to get bought. So I'm actually yeah. looking into that uh, right now too, uh, because I think that would be, I've never done a flip. I think it'd be fun. I've always wanted to do one. And so <laughs> it looks like now is the time to, to get, yeah, it's uh, funny. To get it's a, funny you brought that up when we talked because I just did a video Sunday or Monday talking about this could be a great time to flip because we're seeing it. Everybody, single family market is on fire. We just talked about commercial being yeah. 70% off. Single family homes, space is good, suburb markets, clean, government back loans pass, flying off the shelf. I'm like yeah. one day stuff. It's crazy. I've never, I've been doing this 20 years. I've never seen it. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. if you have access to money and access to deals, it can be, this could be a good time. I'm, I'm going to watch you uh, add to your course in your program. I think, I think you're going to have a, I think you're going to have a fun 18 months. I, I, I see it in your future. Yeah, no, this could be, this could be interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, this is cool, man. Thank you much, very much for your time. I always enjoy talking with you. Let's, let's hope, let's just put it out there. Let's hope next week's unemployment number is lower. 
I do not think that's going to happen, but let's just hope it's lower. Yeah, exactly. Hope, <laughs> hope. hope for the best. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. So you got it, man. Thanks. Yeah. All right.